The Tibet Policy Institute and Chulalongkorn University, Thailand, has jointly organized the fourth Tibet Environment Conference from 27 to 28 November in Bangkok, Thailand. The theme of this year's conference is Tibet, the water tower of Asia, towards a global common good. Joining us from Bangkok now, we have Mrs. Dejin Pamo, Environmental Research Fellow at Tibet Policy Institute, and Dr. Tenzi Tsiring, a postdoc at the University of Eastern Finland, Finland, to tell us more about the fourth Tibet Environment Conference that was concluded today, few hours from now. Tashi Delegan, welcome to our program. So, uh, so uh, the two days uh, conference just concluded few uh, hours ago from now. So, can you tell us the objectives of this conference and what was the uh, focus of uh, this particular conference, the fourth uh, Tibet Environment Conference? Uh, thank you so much, Vanilla, for having me here. And um, today, like, uh, we had uh, concluded a two-day conference on uh, Tibet's environment. This is the fourth Tibet Environment Conference. And as you mentioned earlier, the theme of this year's conference is toward Tibet's, the water tower of Asia, towards a global common good. And uh, the purpose of having this conference is uh, mainly to highlight the importance of Tibet's transboundary rivers and their management uh, as a global common goods. So uh, we have a few objective of holding this conference particularly uh, focus on rivers uh, is because uh, the one of the main reason is uh, to reinforce and to acknowledge the global significance of Tibetan plateau uh, as the water tower of Asia and uh, secondly to reassess and readdress and foreground the state of Tibet transboundary rivers and uh, a growing uh, transboundary water crisis that affects the livelihood of uh, millions of people living downstream. And other than this, like we also uh, would like to provide this uh, platform uh, to all the downstream countries to share information and provide an inclusive space for all this diverse range of opinion and discussion and aspiration for the protection of Tibet's rivers. And we have also invited uh, um, indigenous people and uh, other um, stakeholders uh, who from the riparian countries to uh, share their experience in governing their water resources. So um, this is the main objective of having this conference. And we think that this has been really a good conference and very successful one. Thank you. Uh, then, Sirila, so during the uh, conference, uh, res your research paper, uh, you spoke about the microplastics in the freshwater sources of India, Himalayas. So can you tell us a little bit uh, more on the topic? And also, how do we relate that with Tibet's ecology? Uh, sure, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, microplastics uh, itself is uh, quite a new re uh, topic in some in terms of research timeline. So, uh, microplastic basically is very small plastic particles which are lower than five millimeter in size. And with the current state of knowledge of microplastics, it is considered as an emerging pollutant. Uh, so, uh, my research. Uh, my PhD research was related to microplastics in the freshwater sources in the Indian Himalaya, and uh, the studied sites were Brahmaputra River, Indus River, uh, and three lakes in the um, Ladakh. Uh, so, coming to how it relates to the Tibetan ecology, um, the studied sites in my research uh, they are sources from the Tibetan plateau, and as I mentioned, uh, 
microplastic topic is a relatively new area. Therefore, creating awareness on such important uh, topic, I think it's uh, very important. And therefore, uh, having uh, having the opportunity to share the finding on such platforms such as Fourth Tibet Environment Conference, uh, I think it's uh, it's a very good opportunity. And uh, also, if I speak a bit about the microplastic situation inside the Tibetan Plateau, which I also presented in my presentation as well. So uh, I personally haven't done the research in uh, Tibetan Plateau, but then there were a researcher who conducted the field work and then have the scientific investigations over there. And they also reported that microplastics were also observed in the Tibetan Plateau. And uh, there were some studies which also suggested that the microplastics, which were um, the waste, uh, which, is which were generated by the tourists, that contributes substantially to the microplastics in the Tibetan Plateau. And I think it's very important uh, for the local people, as well as to all the stakeholders, to understand the importance of creating awareness on the microplastic pollutions. So I think my presentation is quite in line with this uh, aim of the conference. This conference is convened prior to the 2023 uh, COP28 uh, to generate more awareness and to foreground uh, Tibet's ecology and water in the uh, global climate conversation. So is there any specific reason as to why Thailand is chosen as a venue for this uh, conference or conversation? Um, yeah, uh, when we... Uh Think about the rivers uh, in Asia, particularly in Asia, all the, these uh, important major rivers have its source in Tibet. And when we see the Southeast Asian countries, the one of the two, uh, you know, like mm, one, you know, one of the two most important rivers uh, in Thailand and Southeast Asian countries have its source in Tibet. And uh, when we talk about the Mekong, it has its source in Tibet. It flows from Tibet. It flows into Laos, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, and there were around like from Tibet, it, you know, like around six countries. They were totally dependent on these rivers. So it is a source of their livelihood. However, um, due to the climate change, uh, due to the uh, you know like damming of the rivers, there were lots of um, concerns and lots of uh, attention were given on to this particular river. So, uh, however, when there were more discussion, more uh, attention were given to these rivers, while uh, discussing, there were no uh, any Tibetan uh, in, uh, in this kind of conversation. So we think that, you know, like uh, for any uh, conversation uh, on rivers, there is a, uh, it is very important to have Tibetan voice because like uh, if they need any solution for uh, any of these problems related to the rivers, they need to first discuss about the source and how we, they can protect the source without protecting the source of the rivers. They can't find any solution to these problems. So we, uh, by holding this conference in Thailand, um, we try to uh, reassert that, you know, like um, without Tibetan in this kind of conversation, it won't be possible for them to find any solution. So, uh, therefore, we choose this uh, particular country, Thailand, and there were more number of um, uh, 
expertise, more uh, government attention, more uh, scientists who are uh, giving more attention on these issues. Therefore, we have uh, got this opportunity to collaborate with such uh, academics uh, in uh, Thailand. And we have this co uh, cooperation uh, between the Tibetans and the Tansu countries, uh, expertise experts, and we can, uh, you know, coming together and uh, having dialogue on uh, such important issues gives an opportunity, gives an, uh, you know, space where we can see how we can collaboratively protect these rivers. That's the main uh, aim of having this conference in Thailand. All right. And uh, then Sringla, so uh, this is your first uh, Tibet-related uh, conference that you have attended, especially uh, organized by the TPI. So um, can you share your experience of this conference and what were the uh, key takeaways for, for you? Uh, sure. So um, this is my first uh, time that I got the opportunity to present my research, and I'm really grateful for the Tibet Policy Institute uh, to provide this opportunity to me. In terms of experience, uh, I really feel that um, if we lead our own Tibet course, then uh, we can, we do have a platform where we can discuss the issue about Tibet through the, uh, through the context of climate and then keeping the narration of Tibet issue in the core, and then we have the potential collaboration. So I really feel that um, being a Tibetan, I do have responsibility, and with best of each of our ability, we, we do have to lead our own issues of Tibet, not only Tibet, but as a whole Tibet issue. And if we lead, then definitely there are future um, new like-minded collaborations do happen, and I think this is one of the uh, strong feeling that I got through this conference and I hope in the future we do have follow-up through this such kind of important conference. Um, can you share with us uh, any key takeaways? Uh, I'm sure within this uh, two days of conference uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, number of uh, different panelists that uh, have also presented. Have you uh, heard anything from them or anything interesting that you'd like to share? Oh, uh, definitely. So um, through this conference, like in terms of networking, as Tejinla mentioned, there were so many uh, people from different countries with different backgrounds, such as environmental scientists, uh, political analysts, as well as environmental activists. And, uh, and we were able to create a like-minded, strong uh, network where uh, we could be able to create potential future collaborations. And also I felt that through this conference, we were able to really create the feeling not only to the Tibetan participants, but all other part participants that the issue of climate change in Tibet do matters to them, you know? And I think this is a huge success through this conference. And uh, also personally for me, uh, when I present my research related to microplastics, there were some uh, other, uh, a research group in the Chulalongkorn University itself where they were interested to collaborate for future scientific uh, uh, experiments uh, such as uh, microplastics in Mekong River and so on. So I think these are very positive and yeah, this is it. And Teja um, Bamula, so um, I like to ask, uh, I've noticed that this time, uh, this conference is a little different from the uh, previous three conference uh, the Tibet uh, Environment Conference that uh, took place. Uh, so, um, 
among the uh, panelists that have, that you have selected as organizer for this conference, uh, can you tell us who have participated in the conference? Who are they? Okay, um, there are uh, many uh, experts and uh, environmental experts, scientists, uh, engineers, and uh, policy analysts and advisor as well. So we were able to invite uh, so many uh, speakers uh, and around there were around 18 speakers and we have uh, six sessions. Each session have uh, three speakers. So um, uh, uh, when we uh, talk about uh, particular uh, speakers, we were able to um, invite uh, Mr. Dr. Surijit, uh, who was also a UNESCO Chair of Water and Disaster Management and Climate Change. And then we have um, Dr. Hassan Abbas, uh, who is also um, uh, have uh, 30 years of experience working on environment and water related issues. He is from Pakistan. And then like, of course, we have Dr. Tenziringla and she's a postdoctoral researcher uh, from Finland. And then like, uh, uh, we have environmental defender uh, uh, from Mekong region, uh, Mr. Uh, um, uh, Nobarat Lamun, and <clears throat> his uh, his uh, organization is one of the main uh, NG, uh, NGO based in Thailand uh, who have worked and who have uh, uh, able to protect uh, the uh, Mekong River from uh, Chinese uh, rabbit blasting project. And then we have um, Mr. Uh, Narendra Manshakya, and he has been uh, you know. He's also have a civil engineering background. He spoke about the uh, rivers that flows from Tibet to Nepal. And then we have, um, likewise, like we have many speakers, uh, like Anamika, Dr. Anamika, she's from IIT uh, Guwahati. And then she spoke about the geopolitics of uh, Trans Mountain Rivers. And then we have uh, Dr. Chalum Unaria. He's also a scientist from uh, at the Thai Meteorological Department, he spoke about how Tibet's uh, climate impact the uh, Mekong region. So likewise, um, there are many speakers we have invited at uh, this conference. And I think like by having this conference itself in uh, Thailand, uh, it's a great success, uh, you know, able to bring in all these experts at one, at this particular conference. It's a great success for, um, uh, for uh, Tibet Policy Institute and uh, Tibet as a whole, because like we were able to um, uh, bring out uh, the different views of uh, these different communities who are living uh, in the uh, other downstream countries. So, um, and uh, Chula Longong University is also one of the uh, oldest university, uh, public university of Thailand. So uh, they were very uh, much interested in this uh, um, uh, Tibet's issue, Tibet's environmental issues. So, um, and they were also like, as uh, Dr. Tindisirinla had mentioned that, you know, like they were also looking for a uh, future collaboration and also uh, having um, among the uh, other speakers, among the speakers also, there were uh, great um, uh, networking happened. And uh, like I think like overall this conference went very well and we were able to bring so many experts in this uh, conference. Lastly, before signing off with this conversation, uh, I have this question for uh, both of you. So, um, Tinsit Sringla, you can uh, answer it first. Uh, so, 
Can you tell us uh, how important and effective uh, do you think this conference is in terms of creating more awareness and global climate conversation on Tibet's ecology and water? Uh, I think conference like this are very, very important uh, to be able to gather uh, people with different backgrounds, different countries, to be able to talk about uh, the issue of climate change, not only on Tibet, but as a general, and then coming to the context of Tibet. So uh, as, uh, as the conference is hosted by the Tibet Policy Institute, uh, I personally feel, felt that this conference, whatever the discussion happened in this conference, we were able to discuss in the context of Tibet, in the context having the Tibet issue always discussed. Uh, so we were able to really uh, lead the conference uh, having the Tibet issue at core and then proceeding to the climate change and any other issues uh, that we discussed in the conference. So definitely I feel that such kind of conference are very, very important. And um, I, and as I mentioned before, I, I truly believe that we, we uh, I truly believe that we have the opportunity to have follow up with such kind of good uh, network connection that we got through this, this conference. And, um, and of course, for future potential collaborations, as well as dissemination of data, sharing of data. So all of this comes from having gathering like this and then talk about the same issue that that not only uh, talks in terms of Tibet and China, but also it they do matters to it do matters to them. So I think uh, overall, such kind of conference are very, very important. And I hope to see such more in the future. Um. As I've mentioned earlier, you know, like having this conference in Thailand and with one of the top universities in Thailand, it's a great success. And then secondly, uh, um, you know, when we uh, talk about the Tibet and uh, Tibet as a water tower of Asia, uh, we always see that, you know, Tibet, how important Tibet is, not only for the Tibet, for the whole of the world, for especially specifically for Asia. However, when at the UN climate conference, uh, at any of the climate related or environmental related conference, uh, there is very uh, less attention given to the uh, Tibet. And, uh, you know, with holding such conferences, uh, we can, uh, you know, like get, uh, get support or get, uh, you know, like um, bring together um, people from different countries and we can uh, specify, you know, like how important Tibet River is, not only for the Tibet, but for the whole of the world. And through this conference, we can give a message to the world community who are going to um, gather there in the COP28 summit, you know, like all the leaders, we can uh, give a message that, you know, like, uh, for any of the climate conversation, for any, uh, you know, like uh, issue related to the environment, if there's any kind of meeting, we need Tibet, we need to focus on Tibet. They need to put the uh, Tibet in the central of the global climate conversation. So uh, through this conference, like, uh, I think like uh, uh, we were able to disseminate the information um, you know, gather the support and uh, bringing the like-minded people. And uh, I think like overall it went really well. And we are uh, very happy that, uh, you know, like this two-day conference 
uh, in this two-day conference, we were able to, uh, you know, like um, garner the support of the um, uh, Shulalongong universities and those uh, students and those professors who are very concerned about the environmental issues. And uh, um, during the uh, meeting, we were able to um, we heard from uh, our other participants, other you know, like uh, uh, people who works at the universities. They earlier they don't have much information about the Tibet, about the Tibetan issues, about the uh, significance of Tibetan rivers. Now, after having this conference, they realize, you know, like how important the Tibetan plateau is and why we need to protect this source of the rivers. So this uh, having this uh, itself is a great success and making them aware of this, uh, you know, like uh, uh, importance of Tibetan uh, rivers, Tibet's uh, plateau. It's it's uh, I think it's, it's a milestone which we have uh, covered as uh, as of now, so we need more of you know such conferences in future. We need to hold such conferences in future, collaborating with not only with the Thailand, but with the many other uh, other countries like Laos, Vietnam, Thailand, uh, uh, other Myanmar as well. So such co conferences. This is the first step. Then we are also looking for many more future collaboration. Yeah. So that's thank you. Thank you. Uh, best wishes in that. Um, so it was uh, lovely talking to Deji uh, Pamola and Tenzi Tsiringla today for this conversation. And thank you so much for uh, talking to us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for watching and see you in the next episode of In Conversation with Tibet TV.